welcome to Tav's Two Cents, a show for average Joe investors where we talk finance and how to achieve success. Hi, welcome to Tav's Two Cents, a show where we talk about finance, business, and achieving success. Today on the show, we have Aaron Adkin. Aaron is an online fitness and nutrition coach and a pro natural bodybuilder. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, buddy. Good, how are you? Yeah, no worries. Good. Tav's Two Cents, we talk about finance, we talk about business. We go over different strategies for success. So why don't we start with your business? How's it going? I run a online nutrition and fitness coaching business. So I've been doing that now for the last three years. So it's going really good. Right now I have about 17 or 18 clients and I usually have anywhere between 15 and 25. I got a website going. Yeah, I can't complain. No, it's going good. I still have to work on the social media following though. I'm working on that. Yeah, I understand. You have a pretty good Instagram following though. And you've got your website. The website's good. Yeah, the website up. I built the website myself. No, it's going good. Especially coming from me, like the position I was in before I started, like I didn't know really anything about business, kind of learn on my own. I'm still learning, still developing and, and kind of growing, but yeah, no, it's going good. Yeah, me too. And that's, I mean, exactly why I built the show and trying to figure out all that stuff for guys like us. So love it. How did you, when we talk about your business, I know you mentioned that you started doing it for free. I've always been into fitness and nutrition my whole life. Like I remember back in like early 2000s, you know, being 16, 17, flipping through bodybuilding magazines, you know, always being attracted to the fitness culture and never really the nutrition aspect of it. That was something that was kind of out of my element, but definitely attracted to the fitness culture and, and bodybuilding in general. And, you know, I've been working on my whole life. Life since I was 16 and it kind of, I guess you could say it went by the wayside. I, I, I never knew anything about natural bodybuilding. That was something I was unfamiliar with. Basically, once I left the military in 2017, I kind of started to prioritize my health, which was a bit of an adjustment when I was in the military. I was, I was in a high deployment unit so, towards the end. So it was, it was, I was constantly working. Uh, my career came before anything else. And uh, fitness and nutrition was okay, but it maybe slightly went to the wayside. So once I was out of the, out of the military, I kind of put an emphasis on that and it kind of started to follow my passion. And then, you know, I, I call it... I call it summer lean where I, I would get to a certain status, maybe like say 10% body fat or, you know, get to a position where I was looking good for the beach. And then from that's there, the that's the goal for most people. Right. And, you know, I did that a few times. And then I was like, you know, I started to kind of dig deeper into nutrition and kind of find out the whys because it's a convoluted industry nutrition where the information out there is just, there's tons of it. A lot of people are making money off of the obesity epidemic that we have. They're making, uh, they're selling opportunity. They're selling kind of lies and myths. So for me, it was kind of one of those things where I want to dig in and find the truth on nutrition and kind of get an understanding of, you know, I, I think every time I was getting lean, it was almost like, it's like it was happening accidentally. Like I understood a few of the principles, but it was just, it was gradually getting there. So anyway, I started digging deeper, started learning. And then I just spent the next year, I spent a good year just learning and, and podcasts and books and anything I can get my hands on. And then when I created my social media account, I just started putting stuff out there to kind of share in my journey, just sharing a little bit of stuff about food in general, about uh, training. And then one day I just put it out there. I said, does anyone want to be coached for free? Does anyone want to, an online coach? You want to try it out kind of as a test pilot to see how it would go and see if it would grow. And I had to think four or five people at a time kind of reach out and say, sure, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And so I had some success with a few people and obviously I was new and they knew that, but uh, it was kind of a pilot project, but it worked out. And, and honestly, it just grew from there and it kind of didn't stop. And then the more I started to coach people, the more interested in, in coaching and my own fitness and everything just kind of grew. And then in, I think early 2019 or maybe late 2018, I decided to compete myself. And one of the ways I did that was I kind of just put it out on social media. And I knew once if I, if I put it out there, I would put myself in a position where I would kind of have to, it was, it would, it would make it true. 
it would make it something that then I would have to do. So I put it out there and I knew once I put it out there that it would be something that would hold me accountable. And then, so basically where I was at that time, I was fairly lean. I knew in order for me to compete in natural body, I was going to have to put on some more muscle. So I, I spent the next two years gaining weight, trying to accrue some lean tissue and grow. And so I got my way all the way up. I think I was one. 67 when I decided, decided to compete in 2021. And then I spent the next two years, I walked my weight all the way up to 205, died it down a couple of times slightly. But anyway, that brought me to, to 2021. And then I started running prep late 2020. And then, yeah, I competed in 2021 twice and ended up winning both shows. I, it was a bit of a interesting year because I had to compete online due to COVID. So but yeah, and then throughout that, I just kept on coaching people and it's kind of grown from there. That's amazing. I like the idea of putting yourself out there and forcing yourself to do something like that. Because, you know, for people like me who are kind of in a different area, but also putting themselves out there, there's a certain accountability when you say on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, hey, I'm going to do this. And you feel like you have to, right? Yeah, 100%. So- I think a lot of people, they tend to hold back because they're scared to fail, right? And people are scared to fail and they're scared of embarrassment or shame or, or not succeeding. And I think sometimes we put it, we put these certain people that have these multi-million dollar businesses on pe- and pedestals and that we assume For that, sure. you know, to get there is an easy route and they haven't been, and you know, they didn't start from the bottom as well. And, and it was a process for them to get to where they're at. So, but uh, yeah, so I, anyway, I just went for it and it's, it's worked out. Yeah, I think that's great. So when we talk about your online business and coaching online, what's that like? Because I know generally the fitness industry, there's a lot of in-person coaching, but you're specifically online. Yeah, that's right. So it's a bit of a different platform. It's compared to, obviously I'm not in person with the person. So there definitely needs to be a strong communication between the client and the coach. And it's one of those things where it's grown over time for me. So it's one of, it's had to be a process where I've, I've kind of improved and developed as time's gone on. Before someone starts with me, there, there's a certain questionnaire they have to fill out and there's certain almost boxes that need to be checked to make sure that it's going to be a process that's going to fit for them because it is a bit of a different dynamic to it than in getting coached in person. So a lot of things I do, I, I sometimes don't focus as much on uh, exercise movement with someone or I, I lean more towards collecting data, you know, communicating via numbers. Like, so with a lot of numbers I track. So, I mean, this would actually be good for your followers who are, are involved in finance, but you can actually, you know, using an evidence-based approach, which, which I do lies along the same line as finance because you got your numbers in your spreadsheet. So things that, that I use when I, when I track with clients is, you know, we're tracking movement via steps. So numbers, we're tracking body weight on the scale, we're tracking calories. So intake, so it's all numbers games too, as well. I'm using spreadsheets. We're tracking their workouts and logging all their reps and, and all their training. So that's kind of the difference between coaching in person. I'm not beside someone on a piece of equipment, you know, looking at their physiological movement or their anatomical positioning on a leg press, where it's more just we're you know, we're going over the numbers, we're making sure someone is losing by via scale via pictures. So it's pretty cool. It's something that I think people have actually gravitated to pretty easily. It surprised me. But I'll tell you the one the one main thing for me was becoming a better online coach was actually getting coached myself. And I learned a lot from that process. During my last prep, I had a coach, Dr. Peter Fishin out of out of the United States. And he helped me a lot, like just kind of seeing his process, it, it kind of showed me ways to kind of develop and, and, and make my process even better. So yeah, I don't know if that's a good job explaining the online compared to in person, but it's I, I think it's a smoother transition than people may think. Well, yeah, one of the reasons that I'm so interested in that is because in finance, it is all numbers. And, you know, you can measure, you're not measuring calories, you're not measuring steps, but you're measuring wealth and you're measuring the size of your accounts. And then you can also measure, you know, your dividends are going to grow the more you invest and you're going to measure your returns based on performance. And it's similar to fitness and one of the hardest parts about finance, similar to fitness, is 
motivation. So yeah. when I talk about online coaching, what I'm interested in is how do you motivate those people to stay on track? Because similar to finance, fitness is the same. Yeah, You need to, in finance, you need to continue to invest. You need to continue to save. And sometimes that's difficult, especially when you see people around you spending money, yeah. especially people that are your peers. There's a tendency for lifestyle creep, they say. So, you know, somebody gets a new hot tub. Now you want a new hot tub and then your $7,000 in that could have been invested given your returns and dividends. So what have you learned about motivating your clients? And possibly what did you learn from Peter to help you stay motivated? Yeah, that's a great question. And that can be tricky with the online platform because you are face to face with person. So I think when it comes to online coaching, one of the biggest things I try and do with a client or I even kind of ensure before we start is that we have a good rapport, good level of communication. So a lot of times I know a lot of the people if they're local, like you mentioned, but sometimes I don't know the person. And so before I start with somebody, I have a video chat with them. So first I'll send them a questionnaire. Through that questionnaire, I can see whether they're going to be good for my service or not and if it's going to work for them. And then once we do that, I do a video chat with them where I get to meet the person, you know, semi face to face virtual. I get an idea of their personality because personality in the online coaching platform does matter and it does play into effect because everyone is different. Everyone's approach is going to be different. Everything's going to have to be customized to them because stressors, work, life situations are all different. And people's expectations sometimes are different too. And, and what they want out of the coaching process is different as well. So it can be tricky, but I think for me, it's getting, it's almost the psychological component of coaching is way bigger. It's underrated than people, than what people realize. It's not just the numbers game to get up doing the training, doing the eating. And then I, there's, there's emotions, there's life, there's all that other stuff. So I would just say, that's why one of my points, I always make sure with people is that they have a high level of communication. So are you able to communicate twice weekly? Are you effective communicator? And then it's just kind of getting to know my clients over time. Like I have a lot of clients now that have been with me for over a year. Some might be pushing even close to a couple of years now. So I start to get to know these people and that's kind of what the goal is all the time. If I can ever get a chance to work with somebody for that long of a time, then that's ideal. And then once I work for somebody for, you know, that long of a time, I get to know them as a person just through our emails, through their life. But if it's someone who's just getting, you know, it's just an initial process, it's initial startup and getting to the motivation level. I always ask them to, to make sure that before we start, make sure they have a clear and defined purpose. And I think this would probably be relevant to investing too, is if you're going to save your money, I think maybe having a goal or even a direction to which you want to go may be a good idea. So I always make sure people have some sort of clear and direct purpose. You know, what's our goal? What's, what do you, what are you doing this for? What's your why? And I think if they have that established, then that's going to at least get them the initial motivation to kind of get the ball rolling. And then from there, it's, we deal with the stressors of life. We adapt the program. We adjust if we need to. We take breaks. Sometimes I take diet breaks with clients if their goal is for fat loss and we come back and do it when, you know, life stressors are a bit lower. So there's tons of ways, but I think the building rapport and then being able to kind of use the, the principles and adjust them as needed when, you know, life presents itself. That's great. So for people who are looking to start an online coaching, whether it is finance or fitness or, you know, motivation, life, I know there's a lot of life coaching that's been going on lately, it seems like. So for those people, probably things that they need to do would be to set a goal that's attainable with their client or 
have their client set their own goals yeah. and make, make sure that it's something that's possible or at least give them a solid timeline where they can achieve it. And then establish trust is a huge factor, it sounds like. And then obviously the same as finance for sure is personalization because everybody's different and one plan doesn't work for somebody that's going to work perfectly for you. So that's all very good, solid advice for anybody who's looking to start coaching. So with that being said, we can move on to your personal experience in bodybuilding because I would like to know, it's obviously a very demanding, difficult sport mentally. So you've told me in the past that you've done things like meditation to clear the mind. And I'm just curious what you do personally to stay on track and stay psychologically motivated. 2020 I had something personal in my life where it was very highly stressful and I was going through a, a difficult personal situation. So uh, meditation was something I lean on heavily during that period. I, and I kind of, I, I still meditate quite a bit, but I actually do a thing where I use my micro sessions instead of longer sessions now. But during that journey of 2020, where I was going through a difficult period, yeah, it was a great tool for me to kind of just gain a little bit of understanding of my thoughts, my consciousness, slowing my brain down and slowing my thoughts down. But yeah, when it comes to how do I stay motivated? And to be honest, for me, it's it's relatively simple. A couple things. One, I want to have a bodybuilding career. So during my shows, they were online. So during the COVID pandemic, we did what we could in Canada and we had the shows online. But during those shows, I was able to win. I was able to get my pro card within the IDFA, the International Drug Free Athletics. And for me, once I got a little taste of that this year, I, I decided that I want to make a career out of bodybuilding and natural bodybuilding, and I want to continue competing. So for me, the goal is pretty clear. I want to do this. I want to do this into my forties if I can. That's the goal. <laughs> so even in the, into my fifties, if possible. So that definitely keeps me motivated. You know, I have those competition goals, which makes things easier too. I would say because I am a coach, I'm responsible for the health and physical fitness of the clients that entrust me to do their own coaching and, and guidance. You know, there is an expectation on myself. And from them that I need to be in my own good physical condition in order to coach effectively and display my own principles and fundamentals to others. So I would say those two are the two biggest things that keep me motivated. And I would say third is I just, I simply love it. And to be honest, I don't really want to live. <laughs> I wouldn't say live, but I would say I, I make these choices with, you know, how I eat, how I train, sleep, meditate, read is because that's how I like, that's how, what I enjoy. That's part of my life. I enjoy like, you know, and don't get me wrong. I still have time to fit in social stuff and, and social events with friends, but uh, there are certain, certain habits now that are ingrained in me that I just, I find are a part of my life and um, I don't think they'll ever go away. So. Yeah. And that's likely, do you think those are learned habits from your time in the military? Do you think you've learned certain discipline or certain behaviors through um, training or. Yeah. You know what, with my time in the military, so I was in the military from 2010 to 2017. Team. You know, I would say with the military, the biggest thing that I think it assisted me with out of anything was just life experience. And just getting the opportunity to work with some really great people, get to know some really great people, learn a bit about leadership, confidence. You know, before I joined the military, I, I wouldn't say necessarily I'd lived any sort of sheltered being, but I was I was never exposed to any sort of real extreme challenges or I was I was never exposed to that much failure or adversity. So it was interesting when I joined the military because it was my first time ever experiencing, you know, a bit of failure. Like, you know, you're not going to be perfect at everything. There was a lot of skills to learn. So it was interesting. I think it taught me that. It was a humbling experience. It was also... I think big, the biggest thing of all for me was just gain life experience to understand people a little bit more, to interact with people from all over the world. I think things like that was probably the biggest thing I took away from my military experience and, and kind of still apply now when it comes to coaching. Yeah, and, and I think that 
It's interesting because one of the notes that I have written down here was talk about failure and success and, and how to deal with those emotions that go with both. Because certainly in the financial world and life in general, sometimes you'll make an investment that doesn't work out. And sometimes holding on to that and waiting for it to come back is the right move. And sometimes the right move is to just cut it off and stop. So Sometimes the hardest thing to do is if you make a poor investment is to understand that you were wrong, cut your losses and move on. So I'm not sure how that would apply in the military, but possibly in bodybuilding, if you're not getting the results you want, maybe your training's off or maybe your nutrition is wrong. So how do you deal with certain failures as you work through and successes? Because you don't want to be too confident either because you know, that can happen as well. And invest, you make three good trades and you think you're a pro, but you're not. Yeah. And you have <laughs> yeah. to accept that you, you probably got lucky on one or two of those at least. So how do you deal with the emotions that go with failure and success in bodybuilding training and life in general? Yeah, you know, when it comes to bodybuilding, for me to speak a lot on that, it'd probably be un unfair because I, I am so new to the sport. I This is my first year competing. I've only done two shows and they weren't even in person. So <laughs> for me to give, you know, some wise advice there, I would say that I'm probably a little too new to provide uh, a bunch of experience from that. But I will say this, I will say, you know what, with, but when it comes to bodybuilding, I mean, I don't know how much this relates to finance, but when it comes to bodybuilding, a lot of times you can win shows or, or not win shows, but a lot of times it depends on who shows up to that show. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, you keep that in mind is, is you could be your best. And, and the biggest thing is, I think, you know, it's just similar to finance finance, like principles kind of, I'm sure stay the same, whether you have a little bit of money or a lot of money. And it's the same with bodybuilding, whether you have great genetics or you don't have great genetics. I think the, the, the main important thing is you bring your best version of yourself. So thankfully being that it was my first prep and I was, you know, able to get out, get with Peter Fitchin and, and work with him. He guided me on that process through, I had someone there to kind of coach me. I guess you can call him an advisor, like you would a financial advisor, but he coached me throughout and basically uh, took the keys in the whole operation. So I feel like I didn't do, deal with too much adversity during my prep and it would actually, it came out all right and everything worked out really good. But I would say this, when it comes to coaching others and, and even myself in the past where like, you know, there's up, there's ups and downs with hell because weight, especially most people want to lose weight. They want to, they want fat loss. And when it comes to fat loss, everyone assumes that it's going to happen rapidly fast and it's going to be a downward slope and as quick as possible, but it's not necessarily how it works. Fat loss isn't a, it's, it's not a linear process. It's, you know, it's a, a slow and gradual process on the way down. So I think a lot of times it goes back to what I was saying earlier about realistic expectations with people. A lot of times people will say to me like, you know, like I haven't lost weight this week and you know, uh, I'm not sure what's going on. I said, well, nothing's going on. You feeling better? How's your, how are you sleeping? How's your training? Well, I'm getting stronger. I'm feeling better. I look better. So there's those variables too. Like it's, how do you justify failure? You know, like how do you define failure? And I think that a lot of times it's just teaching people that at the end of the day, when it comes to, to coaching, what you want to get out of it is new habits and behaviors. The results will come, but the main thing is to get, is to get good habits and behaviors out of it. So now if someone's struggling with habits and behaviors and they're not getting the results they want, well, then we got to go back to the drawing board and find something that's going to work for them. Because obviously what we're doing now doesn't fit in with their life and their situation. So I'll always try and do everything I can to help the person, you know, buy into what I'm trying to provide them and get them on the right path. But, you know, I would say personally, in my bodybuilding career, I haven't dealt with too much adversity yet. I'm sure there's more to come in the future. But, you know, I would say that through the coaching process, just assisting people and I think teaching them how to be realistic about what the process is supposed to be and, and actual results, the realistic about the results process would be. 
Yeah, I think that's great. So basically, your ability to keep your eye on the prize and stay focused through the process is, I think, to me, seems like the best way that you deal with both success and failure. Because I know, as a fitness guy myself, that sometimes in the gym, you're going to have a bad day, you're not going to lift what you're supposed to lift, or what you think you should lift. And it's not really relevant in the big picture. Because if you're doing this for bodybuilding and to build strength, one day in the gym isn't going to matter. It's similar to finance, a day of volatility, you could have a 5% loss in a day. But if you're holding for 10 years, it doesn't matter. As long as you keep your eye on the prize, keep your eye on the process, think big picture, then you're going to probably do fine. So with with that being said, I think that we've covered a lot today. And I'd like to thank you for coming on the show. And why don't we just close with where we can find you, your website, your Instagram handle, all that good stuff. And then we'll close the show. All right. Awesome. Yeah. If anyone wants to find me, AaronAdkinFitness.com. And then Instagram and Facebook, I'm just at AaronAdkinFitness. And yeah, if anybody has any questions out there about nutrition or training or anything just shoot me a line and i'll be happy to answer so thanks for having me buddy yeah we'll do it again sometime thanks a lot all right thanks joe joe is not a financial advisor and may have interest in the stocks discussed on the show so do not take any information included within this podcast as a recommendation or formal advice thank you (laughs) 